Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. Can you believe that we are on episode 99? I am your host, Misty Phillip, a dreamer and a doer, chasing my dreams and doing my best to live by His grace. Well, next week, as we celebrate the 100th episode, I thought it would be fun to gather some local friends and do a live podcast recording. So look for that episode to drop a little bit later in the week than normal. But if you are a local listener and you want to join us, please reach out. We'd love to celebrate this milestone with you. Now, on today's episode, I invite my friend, writer and podcast host, Rachel Adams, to discuss what it means to be obedient as we chase our dreams and submit to God. As I was preparing for this episode, I was listening to Available by Elevation Worship. Do you know this song? It's so beautiful. The opening lyrics say, Narrow as the road may seem, I'll follow where your spirit leads. Broken as my life may be, I will give you everything. I hear you call. I am available. I say, yes, Lord, I am available. Here I am with open hands, counting on your grace again. Less of me and more of you. I just want to see you move. Y'all, isn't that beautiful? As we chase our dreams in obedience to God, oftentimes this requires sacrificing our wants and needs for His plans and dreams. This journey begins with open hearts and open hands to let God use us as He sees fit, surrendering and submitting to His way and His will as an offering of love. In Absolute Surrender by Andrew Murray, I read this quote and it shook me to the core. He's talking about people in the church and he said, how much Christian work is being done in the spirit of flesh and in the power of self? Ouch. I told y'all I might step on some toes as we talked about obedience. We have a selfish problem in our world today, and because of our selfishness, we are missing out on all of the benefits of living a life fully submitted to God's will. It is my prayer for you and my prayer for me that we may learn to live fully surrendered to Him in obedience. Now listen in to my conversation with my friend, Rachel Adams. Rachel Adams, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Yeah, it's always fun when I get to interview another podcast host. So you have the podcast, The Love Offering, and we have never met in person, but we've just become sweet friends and supporting one another on Instagram. So I would love for you to tell people how you started The Love Offering podcast. Oh gosh, it, 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 it's kind of a long story and one that I didn't plan, <laughs> if I'm being honest. You know, I think so often God has a way of taking us by surprise. 
um, when his plans and his ways, as we know, are better than our ways. And it really, you know, we're talking today about obedience and it really was a step of obedience. And it was actually me kind of dragging my feet, if I'm being honest. I had been writing for a while and um, a friend of mine, she was helping me with marketing and she said, you know, Rachel, I think, you know, just based on algorithms and I don't know how many of your listeners are into that kind of thing. Um, but she was saying, you really need to do some, some video, Rachel. Uh, that's what's showing up on algorithm. And I said, no, I really, I'm not comfortable doing video. I don't want to shower every single day. I don't want to do my makeup every single day, you know, and about all about me. Right. And so then she said, well, and I said, I don't really want to just talk about me. And so she said, well, what if you, what if you did a video and talked and interviewed other people? And so again, I said, well, but how am I going to go on video, you know, logistically, how am I going to travel? Am I going to know of enough people in my community? And she, um, so I said, you know, so I said no to that. And she said, well, what if you just did audio? Don't talk about yourself. Just interview people that, that are, that are living out the gospel message that are loving people and loving others well with their lives to give us an idea of how we can do that too. And I thought, okay, I think I can do that. And so it's like, okay, well, let me just, what, what, kind of free app is there? <laughs> you know, I don't have a microphone. I don't have a studio. I don't have, I don't even really know what I'm doing. I don't know who I'm going to ask. I'm just going to trust that God's going to provide the, the, the women and thinking people are going to tell me no, but nobody told me no, you know, every, every excuse that I had, every fear that I had, everything that it, God just, he just made away. And so one episode led to now three seasons later. And what a gift, what a gift that I never planned, never, I wish I could have said that it was my long range plan, but it just wasn't. And I've just been able to learn from these women that are just living out their faith so well, loving God and loving others in practical, tangible ways. And it has been such a gift to be on this ride with the Lord and alongside these other women. I, you know, I can just agree with everything that you just said. I drug my feet um, for a couple of years, and it really was an act of obedience for me to start the By His Grace podcast, and I had no idea what I was doing when I did. Um, I actually started my podcast at She Speaks in my hotel room with my cell phone and a microphone, and so don't go back and listen to those first episodes. Um <laughs> You know, it's, I've come a long way, but uh, it really was an act of obedience, but it has been the most fun ride with the Lord. Um, so I'd love to ask you, as you are chasing your dreams as a writer and a speaker in this message that God has put on your heart, what ways um, have you had to be obedient to, to the Lord besides the podcast? What are some other um, areas that you've had to submit to him? I, the, the question, in what ways haven't I had to submit to him, I guess, is, you know, how I could probably answer um, even easier because I feel like this obedient journey is truly a laying aside our will. It's a, it really is a surrender of our desires and our fleshly desires. And so it's, it's a surrendering of time, you know, what, how I want to spend my time. It's a surrendering of, um, 
timeline, you know, how quickly I think things should be or um, because they go a lot slower as or how big I think that they should be. You know, his size and his economy is much differently, is much different than ours. His he judges on um, heavenly uh, success and metrics, whereas mine are, are very earthly. And so I'm having to let go of um, attachment to outcome. And so there have been uh, a lot of things that I have had to to surrender and let go of and submit to him because at, at the end of the day, obedience really is who are you going to submit to and who is your authority? And, and God, you have to make the decision. God is my authority. He is Lord of my life. And I want what he wants for me more than what I want for myself. And so it really is just that choice. God, you are Lord. I trust that you know what is best. And I'm going to just walk in that step by step. And sometimes I don't understand where I'm going, but I'm going to follow you. Oh, that's so good. You know, even Jesus submitted to the Father unto death on the cross. Um, what an example for us. And he said, is there another way? And, you know, there wasn't another way. And, and it is, it is a dying to self, the daily dying to self. You know, the word says to deny yourself, to pick up your cross and to follow me. And I don't know about you, but in my flesh, that's not always an easy thing to do, right? I mean, we we do want to serve him and we do want to love him and we do want to obey him. But there is a tension sometimes between, um, you know, even Paul talked about, I do what I, I don't want to do and I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And um, <clears throat> But I love that you took it to surrender because that's really what it's about. It's about surrendering our will to the Father. So how does our love for others reflect our obedience to God and his commands? You know, Misty, I don't know if you've heard this before, and I'm not sure who is who I should credit with this, but that obedience is God's love language. <laughs> you know, we talk about, you know, the more is it the Gary Chapman that does the five love languages, but that um, obedience is God's love language. And so, you know, when we think about this, I think about I, I want to defer to what Jesus said about this. And he said that the greatest two commandments are to love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul and with all of your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so when we keep those two commands, we are basically keeping all of the other commands that he has given us. And so when we think about the cross, you know, we think about our relationship with him uh, vertically. We have to make sure that that is in alignment first to see, let him love us and how he loves us. And then if you think about the cross, that horizontal relationship is with other people, but we can't have that horizontal relationship until we have that ver vertical relationship until he fills us with his love so that then we then share that love. Love. And so we have to ask ourselves, how has he loved us? Well, he's loved us with everlasting, unending, unfailing, self-sacrificial love. And then he says, okay, well, this is my command is to love each other as I have loved you. Well, so that's how he has loved us. And so that is our task. But it's not only just how has he done that, but why? Why are we supposed to do that? And it's so that those people that we share his love with can learn to accept and receive his love too, so that then they can share that as well. And I think that it's really easy for us to say, okay, I'll love God, but when it doesn't cost us anything. 
thing. But the reality is the real test is, is how are we treating the people that we are around, our family, our friends, our coworkers, our, our classmates? How are we treating these people? Because as we know, loving others is not just words. <laughs> it's not merely, I love you. We have to show it with our actions. That's what he did. It's our conduct that shows that he is living inside of us. But I do want to say that it is, you know, we know the, the basis of our faith is that we are saved by faith in him, but our obedience demonstrates that our faith is genuine. And, you know, I've heard before that majestic works, which is God's part, requires and prompts majestic responses. And that's our part. So when we are loved to that kind of extent, that majesty, our majesty is loving us in that way. We can't help it, but not to. That's terrible grammar, but you know what I'm saying? We, we, that it's like, there's no other response. There's no other reaction than to obediently love him and love others because of how he has loved us. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. So I I got to know, <clears throat> how do you know that you're staying in step with what the Lord wants for you in every season? <laughs> how do I know? You know, I don't. I don't know um, that I'm always staying in step with Him. Um, I think Number one, we have to know, though, we have to know what the rules are, what the commands are. So I think step number one is just to be in the word. We can't know, you know, it's like saying, you know, follow this speed limit when we're driving when there's no speed limit posted. <laughs> you know, we have to know what the commands are. So we have to stay in his word and commit it to memory. And then secondly, we just have to be listening for his voice. You know, scripture says that um, the sheep will know my voice. They will follow me. It says that whether you turn to the the left or to the right, that, you know, you will hear the voice behind you. Well, as we know, you know, with the people that we are closest to, we know the the tone of their voice. We know the specific cough that they have when they're nervous. We know the cadence of their voice. When we are close to somebody, we know their voice. And that's how we know the, we know God's voice. So if that's, that's our prayer, Lord, let every day throughout the day, Lord, guide me to the left or to the right or should I slow down or should I speed up? I want to be and stay in step with you. And then I think lastly, we just have to know, like, I've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. I cannot do this on my own. And because if I try to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to run ahead or I'm going to lag behind in my own strength, but we have to rely on him to remind us, to teach us and convict us to keep us on the right path. Oh, that's so, so good. Um, yeah, we talked about hearing from God, and I love that you said knowing the Word of God, because as a Bible study uh, writer and teacher, um, that is just so important that we, that's how we know what to do. It's because we have his word in us this morning in my devotion. Um, it was my, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And, um, I, I watched John Eldridge on the U version Bible app. And he talked about, you know, it's like having a headlamp, you know, and, and as we just like take that step, it's, we can take that next step of obedience when we're in the word and we have that relationship and we listen to his voice. Um, all of those things. Um, but 
I'm so glad that you mentioned being in the word because that is, um, that's my jam. Um, what advice do you have for a listener who may be struggling to obey God now? I think we first have to settle in our minds that God is a good father and that he knows what's best for us. And I think, I don't know how many of your listeners are parents, um, but I am a mother of two. And I think about how my husband and I raise our children and the way that we raise them is we share the rules with them. And we do this not because we're just tyrants or we just like an orderly home, but when, when they do follow our rules, it's for their benefit. It's for their safety. It's for to have um, a more peaceful home. It's for, we have their future uh, well-being in, in mind. And so as much uh, wisdom as my husband and I have as parents, God's ways and his wisdom is infinitely greater. And so we, number one, just have to settle that he's a good father. We have to settle in our minds that he is Lord and authority, just like we talked about earlier. Um, and that we also have to settle in our minds that his plan involves us. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes I think, well, what good will I do, you know? But the reality is, is that the decisions that we make, there is a consequence, both positive and negative to those, whether we obey or we disobey. You know, Misty, I have a, um, I have a creek behind my house and we are constantly picking up trash that is carried downstream. And I was thinking about this just in, in a frame of reference to what we are talking about today. The decisions that we make carry downstream for future generations to possibly clean up. And so what is it that we want to provide downstream for the generations to come? So there really is so much at stake to our obedience. And I think about how exciting to think about that, that our obedience now could be the genesis to God's next great miracle. And that's really cool to think about. We can be a part of that if we just choose to obey. That is so, that is so cool. And you're right. We don't often think about the the little decisions that we make having an impact on generations. Um, that is, that is so cool. I would love to know how um, you have uh, like a, a lesson that has most impacted you that God has taught you about being obedient. So there's a lot of lessons, but I'll, I'll spare you all of the lessons. But, you know, something you mentioned earlier is that it's a daily decision that I think that, you know, we don't just arrive, you know, we don't, we're not just obedient one day and then the next day we're free. It really is. It's, it's, we have to continue in this posture, this heart posture of open-handed Lord, what is it you have for me today? I'm willing to be your servant and I will do what you tell me to do when you tell me to do it and how you tell me to do it, where you tell me to do it and who you tell me to do it with. So I think it's just, it's number one, it's it's this daily, you know, every morning we have a decision. Am I going to get up or am I going to sleep in? Am I going to have coffee or am I going to have tea? Am I going to work out? Am I I'm not? Am I going to um, pray for this person or, or am I not? Am I going to read my Bible or not? So it's, 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 con it's consistently tons and tons of decisions. But I think also what I'm learning is, is that I'm not always going to get it right. Um, in fact, I get it wrong 
uh, quite a bit. And I think that that's why we need his grace, uh, which I know with is the whole name of your podcast. But I, I think that, we, you know, we know that Jesus is the only one that was able to get it right. And so I think we have to kind of free ourselves a little bit from that and not become like the Pharisees who obeyed the laws um, just to make themselves look good. They were they were more concerned about uh, looking holy than they were about actually being holy. And so I think we have to guard ourselves, Misty, about, I have to guard myself, I should say, about being too legalistic. We're not just obeying just to obey. He wants us to be, um, to obey because we love him, because it's a heartfelt obedience, not just um, because it's a rule or a regulation or, um a requirement and we just do it just, uh, okay, God, I'll do it. Um, and then I think lastly, I think just knowing that, um, Jesus, that God was proud of Jesus before he ever really did anything. If you'll remember, like when he, when he was baptized and before he really even started ministry, that's when God said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And so I want us to all know that, we will not always get it right, but God, and we, but we got to keep trying, but God will continue to love us. And he loves us for who we are as we are uh, right now. Yeah. And thank, thank him that his grace is new every morning. <laughs> um, well, I'd love to, to wrap up. Uh, this has been so good and I could talk to you all day. And um, this has been really good. Um, can you share with the listeners um, a strategy? I always like to resource people. Is there, you know, something that has helped you to be obedient? Yes, yes, absolutely. There, there are quite a few strategies. I think um, number one for me is, again, to go back to God's word. You know, it's a perfect example of people. We can look to them and see how they succeeded and how they failed. And we can learn from their mistakes and from their victories. And so, you know, we look at the very first example of those who disobeyed. And it was, it was Adam and Eve, you know, he had put all these boundaries and all these things for their protection. And even when they disobeyed, even though we know that that was the fall of all men, that, that God still loved them, even in their disobedience, it doesn't free us to be disobedient, but he also, he, he loved them too much to leave them there. But then we also look at, we look at people like Abraham, who was obedient. You know, he he was obedient even to the point where he was going to sacrifice his own son. And so we look at those people that weren't obedient and those that were obedient, and we can learn from them. And we can stand on those promises in scripture that say, you know, pleasant are those who hear the word of God and obey. Those who obey will be declared righteous. And if anyone obeys his word, God's love is made complete in him. And so I think when we focus on these promises and we look at God's track record of faithfulness and we take him at his word, um, that helps us to, to stay obedient. And then I think we also have to keep in mind, Misty, that obedient obedience, when, when we are obedient, immediate reward is not always linked. I think because if that were the case, then we would be really tempted to obey for the wrong reasons and the wrong motives. And I think we really have to guard ourselves against that because if that were true, then then people that were obedient would always be rich and they would never have any um, suffering, right? And so that 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 can't 
that just can't happen. And so I think we have to be really, really careful not to just obey because we think that God is going to bless us in that, even though he does, because I think already when, when, as, and I'm sure that you can um, also probably agree with this is that when we do take those small steps of obedience, we experience God's peace more. We get fulfillment because we, um, we are part of his greater purpose. And then we also just, our faith and that momentum is built because we have been obedient. Um, and then I think something that has really helped me um, is that when we do disobey, we just have to regroup and try again. And so I think for those listening that are like, gosh, I have just disobeyed so often, um, it's again, go back to Adam and Eve and, and, and just learn from them that God God will give you the grace. You, you just regroup and try again to be obedient the next time. Um, and then another strategy that has helped me is that we can surround ourselves by other obedient followers. Um, I think the more that people like you encourage me in my faith, you know, I've, I've heard before that we are like our the five people that we're closest to. And I think that that's very true. So kind of take inventory of the people in your life. Do they help you create good habits that are obedient to the Lord, or do they tempt you to disobey? And so I think that that is something that really helps me as well. And, and lastly, just wrapping up, you know, even with these strategies, praying, being in the word, surrounding yourself with other people, repenting and regrouping, it's still really hard. If I'm being honest, it's still really hard. We're, we're just sinful, fleshly people, but we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us to do what we can't do in our own strength. And, you know, we, we can learn best from Jesus, who he remained obedient all the way to the cross even though it was painful, led to suffering and to death. And if he was that obedient for us, because he loved us so much that our obedience is now the least that we can do. Oh, so, 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 so good. Okay. I do have to ask you just one more question. The overarching theme of the podcast this year is about chasing our dreams. Um, and so I would just love to know, what is the next step of obedience for you um, as you are chasing your dreams this year? Oh, that's really kind of you to ask. Um, because as we were talking, and I think it was even before this interview started, we really do. I'm learning that as we're faithful with the, the, the few things that God has given us, it leads to him opening the doors for other things to be faithful with. And so as we can steward what he has given us today, he will give us something new to steward tomorrow. And I'm so thankful for that. And that we can look back on all these stepping stones, you know, like Joshua did. It's like, oh God, I saw you in that. Thank you for helping me um, take the next step to the next stone. And now I can look back at all those small steps. And so um, the next step for me, the next stone would be um, I'm working on a book proposal. It's it's on the the love offering, the same kind of title and and um, theme behind the podcast of just how do how do we love God and love others with our ordinary everyday lives? That it's the simple things that we do every single day that are significant. That we do have a purpose, and God needs us to be obedient, to fit, to fulfill that purpose and that there's so much at stake um, and, and, and so much for his kingdom and his, for his glory when we do that. 
Yes, that's so, so good. Friends, I hope you will check out Rachel's podcast and her blog, The Love Offering uh, Podcast, and we'll put all of her information in the show notes. Um, I just love your heart, friend. I am cheering you on and excited about what's next for you. Well, likewise, and thanks so much for having me on today. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. 